0: This episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing my cousin, Prashel, who I grew up very close to. Only about two weeks apart from each other, and having posted all of these stories about Santa Clarita on my Instagram and TikTok, such as San Canyon Road or Six Flags, my cousin Prashel, who obviously seen my reels, told me that she had a really weird experience one night. Driving down a long, desolate road in San Francisco Canyon towards Palmdale. Rochelle was only about 17 years old when this happened, and she took the trip with her friends, and it was a trip that her and her friends would never forget.
1: And it's like this long road in Santa Clarita, like off of McBean, is a cross street, I believe. And if you go all the way down this, long road i guess it can take you all the way to palmdale and uh they said oh let's just go driving let's go drive down this road i heard this road is haunted all right there's a ditch we could go down in the ditch you know i'm like pause that's what i'm not doing but i don't mind driving down this haunted road
0: it was a two-lane road a long empty road in the middle of the night Nice-looking houses filling the void on the sides of the road. And it was just any ordinary night for Prashell and her friends. Going on a late-night drive. And it was quite a long drive. And it was 12 o'clock at midnight before Prachelle would notice headlights one mile ahead. Now, during midnight, there's not many cars just driving around these darkened roads leading to palmdale or coming back from palmdale so to see headlights out of nowhere is a little alarming even though you know it definitely happens but um what happens next is what makes this story so different so
1: unsettling i saw like these headlights coming towards me and it was probably like maybe not even a mile probably just about a mile ahead and you know it's a two-way road so I can see the lights I just see you know it's pitch black so I see these uh beam these high beam uh headlights I want to say this is probably like around midnight by this time we had been chilling that evening you know doing teenage shit <laughs> and uh yeah it's has to be about like midnight this is when you know everybody was off work and having a good time it was pretty late okay and um it was just me on the road this whole time until i saw this car and we're just driving chopping it up talking and then like i realized that i never passed the car and the car never passed me and there was no, like, random left turn or, you know, it didn't even turn left in front of me. It would have had to turn in front of me because it's a two-way street. I didn't see it go to the right into a driveway or anything like that. Like, nothing of that nature happened. It just, like, out of nowhere, it's just, you know, the lights just disappeared. But it looked like two headlights. Like, it seemed like it was a car driving towards us.
0: How could the only car spotted by Brichelle disappear out of nowhere a two lane road surely she would have passed the car Perchelle states that the car didn't pull into a driveway I'm sure she would have surely noticed if the car would have pulled off into the side road so is it possible that this car just simply did not exist
1: and I just remember everyone in the backseat saying that they didn't see it when we asked her, they weren't paying attention because they're in the back seat but my friend that was in the passenger seat she definitely realized that there was two headlights and out of nowhere there was no more headlights and she said I wasn't going to say anything but you know I didn't want you to think I was crazy I was like no I saw it too like or rather I didn't see wow. it <laughs> so uh, we pull up to the ditch they want to get out I said no I have to get back home to my parents tonight Cause if I don't, they'll find me and kill me anyway. So uh, it's just a weird night, seventeen-year-old night, you know, just getting your license, just starting to drive, and you see a ghost car. Your first year driving. Wow.
0: And you only saw it a mile ahead.
1: Yeah. And if how that, long did
0: you see it for? If that,
1: it's like, so that's the crazy part. It was like five minutes or so had went by. And you know how when you're driving You're just focused on driving And so it's like whatever was on my mind At the time just trying to drive You know not crash everybody um, I just like remember snapping out of my brain And like wait I never passed that car It was like then it hit me And I should have passed that car by now You know Like you know you're on a two way road You would know if a car passes It's just two you know One way each way two way So just the yellow divider In between the roads so you know that's pretty obvious You would see a car coming And you would know if it passed you So it was like I just kept driving thinking it's a regular car Mind you this is the only car Other car I saw on the road This night driving Other than that it was just my car Ugh.
0: Yeah 12 o'clock at night I'm pretty sure it won't be that many cars in
1: Residential it, it? yeah
0: And that goes to You drove all you was driving all the way to Palm
1: No once we got to the little ditch Which is like a few miles up once we got to a little ditch, um, a couple of my friends got out the car and I guess faked like they were gonna go down. But they, you know, of course, nobody really wanted to go down into the ditch.
0: <laughs> what is this ditch?
1: It's like basically, um, it would be like what you would say. Kind of looks like the like a woodsy area, just a bunch of trees down there, and it's like pitch black and a bunch of trees down there. So it's like, it seemed like basically like where all these houses were and whatnot. It seemed like that part that space right there that area. I guess they just didn't want to build Maybe it's just so much greenery. Maybe they wanted to preserve the life all the trees who knows how long they've been growing so But look it up look up San Francisco. Canyon. I really hope I'm not saying that Wrong, but it's literally San Francisco and mosquito put together. Yeah, so you know,
0: what I'm talking I had about. a about Yeah that. speaking of real I told my cousin a little bit about San Francisco Canyon, and yes, it's a bit hard to say that name, but uh, yeah, if you follow my Instagram at the Scarecast, you may have heard my little spiel on it. The St. Francis Dam disaster was a catastrophic event that occurred on the evening of March 12th, 1928. The St. Francis Dam was located in San Francisquito Canyon, about 40 miles north of Los Angeles, California, and it was designed and constructed by William Mulholland, the chief engineer of the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power. The dam was part of the Los Angeles Aqueduct System, which supplied water to the growing city of L.A., It was an arc-gravity dam standing at a height of 205 feet and holding back a large reservoir known as the St. Francis Reservoir. And on the fateful day of March 12, 1928, the dam failed and released a massive wall of water that rushed down the canyon, devastating everything in its path. The exact cause of the failure is believed to be a combination of factors, including geological conditions, inadequate design, and poor construction techniques. And the initial signs of the disaster appeared in the afternoon, when cracks and leaks were noticed in the dam, however, they were dismissed by Mulholland and his team as normal sentiment and were not considered serious, but tragically, A little over two hours later, the dam gave way, releasing approximately 12.4 billion gallons of water. The ensuing floodwaters rapidly traveled downstream, reaching the towns of Castaic Junction, Saugus, and eventually Santa Paula, located nearly 54 miles away. The deluge caused immense destruction along its path, Wiping out entire communities, homes, infrastructure, and claiming the lives of an estimated 450 to 600 people. The disaster was a significant turning point in engineering and dam safety practices, leading to the establishment of stricter regulations and inspection procedures. The St. Francis Dam disaster remains one of the deadliest infrastructure failures in the history of the United States. Now, as far as the hauntings go, and why I think this might be linked to my cousin's story, as I told it in my reel, if you might have heard it on Instagram, and again, if you don't follow my Instagram, my Instagram and TikTok is at the scarecast so back in 1986 there was a local historian videotaping a small graveyard in the area of san francisco when his friend emerged from a gully with a weird acid burn on his arm it was a mysterious burn that they have no clue what might have caused it now when they returned back home the historian would discover that his videotape had been completely blank despite repeated checks throughout taping indicating that the camera was indeed recording but somehow it doesn't seem like it recorded at all so a little frustrated with this the guy would go back and have a second attempt and this time the unthinkable would happen his camera would spontaneously combust, and if you don't know what that means, it just went up in flames out of nowhere. Now going further into this haunting, it was another time when a man was painting his barn right around the same area, and he would look up to see a child's wet handprint on the wood. However, there had been no children around, so how could a small handprint end up on the wood if there's no children. Now, One of the most haunted places in the San Francisco Canyon is the large park. Visitors who have ventured into the area after midnight have claimed that many of the flood victims have stayed behind, shadowy figures wandering in the mist, eerie whispers are heard and phantom hands touch, push. And caress individuals. I am wondering if the car spotted by my cousin could have been related to the hauntings of the damn disaster. Perhaps a car traveling down the road that may have been claimed by the disaster. And now the car is seen by individuals who drive down this very road in the dead of night. Now, I've never really heard of this case before, but if anybody's listening, if anybody's listening, please let me know if you have experienced anything similar on this road.
1: Okay, here.
0: A whole bunch of people died
1: from that's that. so. That's why so, it's haunted.
0: I wonder if that car was, like, related to that somehow.
1: You know what? Could be, because from what—like I said, even though it's dark and I only saw headlights— the car just seemed older. And I mean, at the time, it was my first car. I was in a, you know, 94 Pontiac Grand Am, <laughs> dark green. So, you know, it's like, as was my first car. Who knows how old that other car was. So, But I was I was thinking nothing of it because, you know, a lot of people drive cars, you know, that are pretty old. Let's say total, I was driving down the road, let's say 30 minutes max that I was driving just one way. 30 minutes max, okay. let's just say. So I was driving for a while, but I never made it to Palmdale. Palmdale is probably like an hour and some change from Santa Clarita. So when I say yeah. 30 minutes max, I mean that has to be the max. Like it was probably more so, probably closer to like 20, driving one way, got out, saw the ditch, then probably another 20 driving back the other way to, you know, Santa Clarita. I was gonna say, just so I could give you like a clear picture, it's just houses nice houses nice community you know what i mean nice houses on that street all the way down so like if i'm on if i'm on the right side of the street all i'm doing is just passing houses and driveways you know what i mean up until you get to the ditch and there's some street lights so it's like it'll be a street light and it'll be dark for a little bit and there'll be another street light then dark pitch black so it's the same way on both sides it's just houses so i think about it at midnight everybody sleep getting ready for work the next day you know whatever case may be getting their kids ready for school like nobody's up so there wasn't any any interaction there was no movement going on on that street outside of that one car that just never passed me and just disappeared
0: that kind of reminds me this is other story i had it was a long time ago it was like a it was on one of my scare cast. Like one of these old episodes i did and i had a caller call in and they told me about a, a truck they kept seeing over and over as they was going up a mountain it reminds me of that because they kept questioning why they kept seeing the same truck going up the mountain without even seeing like the the truck like making a u-turn or anything right you know, it would have been hard to maneuver but yeah the whole ghost car thing is creepy
1: it is but i believe it's very real
0: Have you ever experienced anything else paranormal before this encounter?
1: Uh, Yes. I've been encountering the paranormal since I was a very young kid. For as long as I can remember, I would always see things, things would come to me. There's a lot of things that I could not explain when I was a kid (laughs) that now that I'm older, I look back like, oh, that's probably what I was seeing. And um, my great grandmother's house, On my dad's side, her house was haunted and that was something that was known within the family for like decades. So I had just enough encounters there alone.
0: (laughs) I had to ask my cousin more about her paranormal experiences and Prashel would tell me that her great grandmother's house was one of her first times dealing with the paranormal
1: the earliest one that I can remember that never left me I don't know why um, at my great-grandmother's house she had two bathrooms and the main bathroom like in the back of the house where all the bedrooms were and stuff the common bathroom it was like a um, you know those sliding shower doors and I was probably about six or seven and I was taking a shower and, um, you know, it got steamy, foggy. I saw somebody outside of the shower and I just assumed that it was like my grandma or one of my aunties just grabbing something out of the bathroom right quick. But then I realized it was sort of like watching me like it wasn't moving. And then, you know, I was wondering because I didn't hear any movement. And like I said, I assumed somebody was just grabbing something but I didn't hear a cabinet open, a drawer, no water run nothing so when i pulled the door back there was nobody there and the door had been closed like nobody even came in the bathroom wow yeah what did
0: it look like was it like a dark outline
1: it was just a black figure and it looks it looked feminine it looked like a female presence from what i can remember just the curves and it looks you know old school i couldn't make out like a face or anything but the way that it looked it looked like it would have been like one of your great aunts or somebody how they would address like back in the day
0: oh, how long were they standing there for
1: probably back I remember back probably about like five minutes of me like sitting there if that like that's stretching it probably because you got to think you're in the shower you notice something you're like okay you know going about your business i'm washing up then I realized I don't hear any noise. The door didn't close back. So when I pulled the door back, I just kind of saw that there was absolutely no one there. Nothing had been touched. The bathroom door hadn't even been open. Nothing.
0: So like, once you got out the shower, did you ask anybody? Had they been in there? or?
1: No, that's the thing. I just kind of knew, even at such a young age, that um, I just kind of chucked it up to, oh, maybe I'm tripping. Like, you know, I know that there was nobody in there and I don't want to ask if anybody was in there because then they're just going to look at me weird. And I could just tell that nobody had been in there. So I remember that particular that particular story. I had kept to myself. Most things that happened there, I had kept to myself outside of things that other people were there to witness. Yeah. And um things that like i just didn't think that they would believe like wow. like i saw the piano at her house playing by itself once and my dad's side of the family even though everybody knew that house was haunted they were the type that didn't want to freak anybody out or scare the kids so if he brought it up they'd be like what house is haunted they'd be like what are you talking about but you know they know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's like another, besides the piano and the shower experience, was there another crazy encounter you had there?
1: The craziest one that, one of the craziest, the, I would say this is either the craziest or the second craziest one.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I got lost in the house. Like, I was so young, it's still very hard for me to explain it vividly, but I was going to the bathroom, that same bathroom. So if you can kind of picture, even how I was just talking about the piano I remember I was playing on the piano chilling I had to go to the bathroom it's the piano there's the hallway and literally like the hallway door the like walkway into the hallway straight across is the bathroom so literally like it's all right there (laughs) I don't know what energy is in that area of the house but uh, I went to the bathroom yeah and I remember coming back out excited wanting to go back and play on the piano And that That doorway wasn't there Like that walkway Wow That's the only way that I can Explain it is that The doorway wasn't there? The walkway like literally Like you know a hallway It's not a door it's just a walkway basically It's just a hallway entry There's no door hinge it's just an opening So I come out of the bathroom And that's not there And like I said it's straight across right? Like even as I got older, I would go to that house like every summer and I would still look and like make sure like, hmm, so the bathroom really is right across. I said, now what happened? Is there a door? <laughs> oh my God, I'm still to this day confused because I don't know how I got lost. And um, I just remember walking through the hallway back and forth looking for an opening. And I just kept walking back and forth. And I can't put a time on how long it was because I was so young, but it felt like a while. Like it felt like my grandma had to like call my name and call out for me. Like, like, where are you at? Like, you know, it's been what happened to you? Where'd you go? You know, and um, I just remember randomly seeing the opening (laughs) and being able to walk out again. But I was so scared. Yes. Till this day, I cannot explain that. I was so scared like what happened i don't know why did was it was the house playing with me like i don't get it
0: hey I'm, I'm surprised when you talked about the first experience like you didn't say how freaked out you were it seemed like it was a natural thing
1: nah um yeah i think that's what it was too is i always kind of felt things i've always seen things i've always felt things and i never could explain it and even that like being so young like even afterwards seeing nobody there at that age in my mind oh they must have just walked off the bathroom and i just missed it like you know like i'm not thinking about it like i don't think i was even like really that scared with that that certain experience i think i was just kind of confused it didn't scare me till i actually got a little bit older and found out that the house was haunted and it wasn't like something for me to come out at that young of an age and oh somebody's in the bathroom like it didn't click to me it didn't hit me to even ask that because I'm probably like what five at this time and if somebody did come in the bathroom while I was showering okay you're an adult you're probably checking on me you know who knows I'm five in the bathroom by myself they have a valid reason for coming to see if I'm all right so I didn't really put too much thought into it and like I I was saying um Let's say like a lot of these events were going on between the ages of like five and like eight. I probably, I don't think I realized that I wasn't told that the house was haunted until I was probably like eight or nine. So the first few years of my memory and all these experiences in that house, I couldn't really put two and two together until I found out if that makes sense.
0: How did, you, how did they go about telling you it was haunted?
1: Um, I think it was more so accidental, actually. Like, the family was just talking about it. Like, some of my older cousins was kind of, like, randomly saying stuff. Or, you know, them ghosts going to get you. You know, you kind of eavesdrop when older people are talking. And um, I think, like, after, like, asking or thinking that they were joking or everyone was laughing about it. I think I asked you know I kept asking questions and started to realize oh no it's actually haunted and then my dad and my grandma would tell me you know yeah it's gotten better It used to be real bad Um, a little backstory my great-grandfather actually built that house from the ground up so that house was built on a vacant lot and um, there actually used to be train tracks like there was a train that went that route And I remember being really young. I remember um, still seeing like pieces of train or train tracks. I don't know. Probably by the time I saw it, it was like disintegrating or getting very old to where they finally removed it because I only remember seeing that like once. But like my older cousins and like, you know, my great aunts and stuff, aunts and uncles, they vividly remember the train tracks in the backyard and stuff like that. Me, it's just sort of like a figment, like... I remember seeing it like once and I could kind of understand what they were talking about. But um, like, so Aww. basically, I think, I think what happened is, you know, back in the day, you see those old movies, they would tie people up to the train tracks and let the train yeah. run over them. I think a lot of that went on or just a lot of people were killed in that area. Like, this isn't Stockton, California, Stockton is just a weird city in general, like it's a lot of energy in that city. Even I was saying, my great grandfather built that house. He did build the house for my great grandmother. He's a contractor. He built into the stucco for like a lot of hotels in Stockton, schools in Stockton. And um, story has that the only reason why my family isn't like rolling in dough on my dad's side is basically because one of my uncles, he used to be very into white women. I think he still is. He's married to a white woman now, actually. <laughs> um, but at the time that was very much frowned upon and the company that my great grandfather was working under I guess my uncle was messing with the owner's daughter okay. and yeah then things sort of went south after that that's the story that I grew up hearing if there's any extras into it I don't know if there's more to the story that's just kind of what I, what I heard my uncle couldn't you know keep his hands out the cookie jar so
0: like I don't know if you'll be okay with me bringing this up but it was one experience that you had a long time ago that always stuck with me
1: that I had?
0: yeah what are you
1: talking about? if
0: you want me to tell you um, you remember when we went to Six Flags?
1: Mm mhm
0: and I remember you know shortly after Princeton passed it might have been like a I don't remember if it was a year but I remember when we went on. Um, it was one of the roller one of the little attractions that we went on. The one that like spins you.
1: Mhm.
0: And I remember yeah, we all sat place. in our own. We all sat in our own coaster, or seat, or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I remember you said you saw Princeton. Oh shit! I do remember
1: that. Now that you said it.
0: This was one of my most vivid memories of a paranormal experience as a child. Now, a little disclosure before I dive into this experience out of respect, because it involves my cousin, Princeton. It was September 23rd, 2001, when 18-year-old Princeton was murdered in Inglewood, California. That was my cousin. Rochelle's brother, who had just graduated from high school only a few months before. He was a victim of gang violence. Now, before I go on, I just want to say that Princeton, we love you and miss you and we will keep your memory alive. I remember how much you loved basketball, haven't even played at Palisades High. And I also remember how much you loved video games. You used to whoop ass in Mortal Kombat on the PlayStation, and I remember those times like yesterday. Especially since you never let me play. But, uh, yeah, I really miss you, man. But going back to the story, fast forward another year or so, and our family had a trip to Six Flags. It was me, my sister, my cousin Prashell, her mom slash my auntie, and my grandmother. And I remember we had a fun time all day at the park. But one experience stuck with me forever. It was right after the sun went down. We went to this ride. And I tried to do some research on what the ride was, but it seems like they no longer have the ride. I mean, mind you, it was 20 years ago, but the closest thing I can find to it is the hometown fun machine that is located in Six Flags Great Adventure, I believe. But yeah, it's in another Six Flags, but you know, it's like the ride that you sit on. It swings you around like crazy, makes your neck hurt. It's kind of like four different axes swinging four cars right under it, I guess. Alright, I'm not going to try to explain it, it's too complicated, but you get the gist. It was around 7pm, it was dark outside, the park was starting to empty, and there wasn't many people in line, so naturally, we all wanted our own coasters. So we separately got onto the ride, and when the ride started, my sister and I were having a blast, and I believe my cousin was too, for only a short time of the ride. I remember not too long into the ride, I would look at her face every time the ride would bring us close together, and she didn't look like she was having a fun time. I remember her having a very sad, straight face, and the entire rest of the ride, her expression would never change. And I just would remember thinking, like, is she okay? Did did something happen? Did we say something? I don't know. But I remember us getting off the ride and asking Shell, what's wrong? And I remember her distinctively telling us that she saw Princeton while on the ride. Now, over the years, I think my memory of it kind of got jumbled. But I swear I remember her saying that he was sitting right next to her and he smiled at her while on the ride. But bringing this up, thankfully, now I got the story straight. Priscilla recalled it for me. In her words on what happened that night,
1: I remember it very vividly again, and I hadn't remembered that or thought about that in years, Wow. Uh,
0: sorry for bringing it up.
1: No, it's okay. That was one of like the last times I really saw him um i do I do remember and don't get me wrong, cause I believe that it's real, that it's true. But sometimes I do ask myself, like, was it the head rush? You know, the thing spins you around so fast, and it was like, it was like flashing. Like I kept seeing flashes of him, and it was like the outfit, like the the way he used to dress. You know, the <clears throat> the flannel, you know, <laughs> the flannel long sleeve, the denim, the wife beater underneath with the chain. That's like what I saw. It could have been because he used to take me across the street to Jesse Owens to the carnival. And I think they had a ride like that at the carnival. And we used to go on it. And it was probably a memory. And he probably felt the three of us there together, having a good time, having fun. And it was probably his way of saying like, hey, like I'm still here, y'all. And I think that was for all of us, not just me, you know. But I do remember that. And it was like he was right across from me. And it was weird because like, I couldn't even enjoy the ride because I was so creeped out. Like, I'm just, like, looking, like, like, I was just staring across from me, not knowing what I was looking at. Yeah, but knowing.
0: I, <laughs> yeah, I remember when we were on that ride and I looked over your way, you weren't even, like, smiling or laughing. Like, you look like, I mean, you look like you've seen a ghost. I mean, that's what you look like. <laughs> i mean i it, it always stuck with me when you told us after the ride like i always thought about that and i was like is that like the ultimate proof that you know like ghosts and spirits are real because i mean tara would tell me stuff like you know around the time our mom passed right i, mean, I really want to get her on that episode but she she doesn't really want to disclose all of that right. but um yeah like i remember when you said that when you told us about that after it kind of gave me the goosebumps and i was like wow does she really see him like i mean did you see him right next to you or was he across
1: no he was across it was across so it was like oh. he was riding the ride it was like he was on it with me but just a blank stare no like real like expression in the face but it's like i just saw him it was like he was literally on it with us And it was like even though the ride was spinning It was like he was still Just straight across from me It was almost like the ride stopped spinning For a second and that's all I could see Or Everything was spinning around us But it was just me and him like that's all I could see Wow
0: Do you have any other ghost stories you'd like to share Or
1: The one I was going to tell you before you said that <laughs> 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 It's um still along the lines of paranormal. I don't think it was really a ghost. I asked my grandmother about it. She said it was just like a guide or a sign. It's like a sign of protection. And then when I googled it, it said the exact same thing. <laughs> but um I was with my ex. We were driving from Vegas. And we had just seen my grandmother, my grandfather, <laughs> and we were driving um back home from Vegas. And it was like probably like right outside of Baker, probably right at Baker, right outside of Baker. Um, It's like where it's like two lanes on each side. You know what I'm talking about? Is that the 15 or the 215 where it's only two lanes on each side? Yeah. So anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like when you're driving through the mountains kind of.
1: Not even. It's more so flat. It's all flat. Like Area 51 type
0: oh yeah wait you're by that that's by that um that alien jerky place right
1: something like that yeah i don't know if it was after that but i want to say it was like around baker because that's like an hour from vegas so it was like literally like we're just barely an hour out and um i had seen something from afar it was an animal and i'm thinking oh you know it's a cow or a horse it was black you know big black animal i'm thinking it's a horse or a cow i get closer i'm like oh it's a horse. like that's dope it's just one then i realized i saw two heads i was like oh it's two horses and they're laying down together but there's no other animals no other horses around literally nothing just this just this uh just this big ass horse and then now i'm seeing two big ass horses and i'm like what they just run away from a farm you know as i'm approaching because i'm seeing this from like a mile or so out because it's so big, you can see. You know, you can see. You
0: can just kind of see the, two big ass heads sticking yeah, out. Yeah, you
1: know, you see cows and stuff and horses on the side yeah. of the road. You see them from far out. So I just saw them from all the way back here, you know. So yeah. I'm getting closer and I see the two, those two horses laying down. That's cool. I've never seen two horses just laying together. Then I get closer and I see a tail going up and down, but I just see one tail. And then I start counting the legs. It's only four legs. There's two heads And now it doesn't look like A horse anymore Now it looks like a big ass dog With two heads Like you remember the one from Harry Potter But it had three heads Yeah, It was like that but just two heads And I asked my ex I tell him like did you see that He's focused on driving No it did not reveal itself to him Why I don't know And I'm like we weren't high We weren't drunk none of that we were completely sober I was completely sober so I knew I was not tripping and I could not believe that he didn't see it I'm looking around at the cars around me I couldn't believe these cars aren't stopping by this time we've already passed it I can't grab my phone and take a picture we're on just this two-way road I can't tell him to turn around but like I saw it like even like as we're passing it like I got a clear view looking at it double-headed big-ass dog I don't even know what to call it that's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life and like he he never saw it and I, as soon as I got home I asked because it was still bothering me once I got home I asked my grandmother I called her and said hey I saw this dot 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 mind you told you my family grew up in a haunted home seeing a bunch of different things there's nothing that I could say that would make them be like oh that's weird no you're seeing things no she, was, she told me that that is a guide to protect you on long journeys she told me that straight out you know came straight out of her mouth for some reason i didn't believe it i said no really what is that you know that's something that's a you know that's a biological issue that's something i google it it said the exact same thing once i googled google? it i googled double-headed dog on the side of the road
0: let me let me google
1: this or i said what does it mean when you see a double-headed dog on the side of a two-headed dog on the side of the road i think that's what i put what does it mean like what does it symbolize and it said something about it's a guide it's i don't want to say good luck for sure but basically it's a good thing it's like a guide to let you know that you're protected on a long journey and it says it's like usually seen on like two-way roads and stuff like that that's basically what we were on
0: wow it said two-lane roads
1: yeah two-way two-way roads it said i believe two-way
0: okay i'm about to do some research on that seriously so why does that mean good luck though why would it be a two-headed dog
1: that's what i want to know and i guess the three-headed ones like the ones in harry potter are supposed to be evil but double-headed apparently is not evil so it's not even a sign of like good luck it's just protection and the reason why i think the first person i thought to call is my grandmother is because her and my aunts all her sisters told us this story one holiday and it's a true story apparently they were all going out on like a friday or saturday night weekend they was dressed up when you ready to go out they passed like this field on their way to the nightclub and in the field they said like they were on the car but the what they saw was very close to the car and they said they saw a sheep a sheep a full sheep white fluffy curly hair but it had a human face a man's face and till this day that's creepy but if i asked my aunts now if my grandmother was still living and i asked her now they would say like oh yeah no that's true we all saw that and they said it was they got so scared that they turned around and went back home they didn't even go out that night like everybody in the car saw it and it creeped them all out so apparently for generations people in my family have been able to see things things have revealed things from other dimensions probably have just revealed themselves to us even though we don't want it and it's just something that runs in the bloodline i have no idea
0: that's crazy that they all saw it
1: that's the thing they all saw it some it's, it's a memory that they all have together
0: where did that happen
1: Stockton. stockton stockton california you should do some research on stockton weird city you gonna make me do some rails on on stockton one of the reasons i said it's a weird city when you asked me what makes it weird that's the first story i thought of i said he's not ready for that yet
0: yeah i mean i've been there a few <laughs> times with my ex because some of her family lives in stockton and it was a it was a weird vibe in that city mm-hmm. like everything feels old as fuck for one
1: it is it's
0: like torn there's a lot of shit just torn down like like it wasn't really like, I don't know, it just feels like kind of like a abandoned city almost
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's what it kind of felt like, like like everything just felt like it wasn't you know kept right,
1: yeah, that's uh, where most of the paranormal experience that I've had, I would say happened the most memorable, like I have others that would just happen at the house, stuff that would just go on, you know in my own home, but
0: like like where which house was it
1: hashtag house
0: the one in Santa Clarita and uh-huh. in, uh Valencia
1: yeah off of Gibraltar that two-story house
0: what did you see in there
1: it would be stuff I saw heard even when we first moved in there you remember Tara's room my yeah, parents Tar's room. Yeah. when we first got the house and we first moved in my parents gave me the option to pick Which room I wanted to sleep in I went into that room that Tara's staying in and I got the eeriest vibe I could not I wasn't comfortable. I sat there for five minutes. It was so uncomfortable At only the age of like nine Nine ten. I was like ten I was so uncomfortable and I chose the other room to be my room And even that room had like some it was more comfortable for me, but I do remember certain experiences in that room, like there was like like two separate times. One of the times I was probably like twelve or thirteen somewhere like that, and um, I saw like my mom had just changed my bedding from. Shh, my mom had just changed my bedding from like the kitty little girl bedding to um, I wanted a red bed set. Red's my yeah. favorite color, and I'll never forget that night um going to sleep and uh feeling something feeling a presence and then looking over and feeling like there was like a demonic presence in the corner of my room to the right corner by the window like i just swore and i just got freaked out and it's supposed to be like my first night in my new bed set i'm supposed to be so happy but i wasn't i was freaked out whatever i saw And then, like, some years later, I remember seeing, like, this black mist on the opposite corner in my room. And it's just, like, this really dark mist. And I happened to run out my room. And I went to my parents. And they they always thought I was crazy.
0: It's a damn shame if that place is haunted. Because I really love that house. I think I hear promise a little too much in the background.
1: I know. I keep telling them to shish. Go back in your room.
0: I promise I said hi.
1: Uncle Mike says hi.
0: Actually, let me see him real quick.
1: He said
0: hi. Hi. Hey, it's Uncle Mike.
1: He knows who you are. You. You miss me? Yo. Huh? You, Uncle Mike. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's crazy, man. He's here. He sees stuff too. He has it just like me.
0: He sees stuff. Yeah,
1: he's uh Even at my mom's house, we've he been. I He uh, talks about a ghost. First, he was calling. Don't tell a me your mom's
0: house is haunted. Oh man, that's a, even a. That's a damn shame too, because I like that house too. <laughs> uh man, I don't know, man. Promise coming into my apartment and he starts looking at random shit. Oh, that's gonna make me move out. I don't
1: think her house is haunted. I think he just had great spirits looking over him in her house.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, I never felt like her house was haunted, but there's times where, like, I would see something walk, but I would just, like, assume it was, like, Princeton or Granny. You know, maybe, maybe, possibly your mom. It always just felt like family at her house. And even here, it feels more so like family, like Warren's sister's ashes are right here. Her urn is right here. His mother's ashes are right here. His father's obituary is right there. All the furniture in the living room is my deceased grandmother's. So it's like, yo, whatever he's seeing, it has, it can't be, you know, it has to be okay. Oh. It has to be people who have passed on protecting him. But how do you know me? he
0: sees stuff?
1: He says it out his own mouth. It was, it was like, Probably like some months ago probably at the beginning of this year he was in our room and we're like okay time to go to bed time to go night night go get in your bed go to your room his sister was already sleeping in the room and he said i'm scared and we never heard him say he's scared before he's only two or he might have just turned three but like we never heard him say i'm scared before and so we said scared of what he said scared of the monster like monsters, we're like, like what do you You know? He doesn't watch anything scary, he watches regular kid shows. Anything that's still a monster is probably like only around Halloween time, and it's nothing scary, it's baby shows. Yes, yeah. so he said monster, and that was weird to me. <laughs> and then we would just be like in random places in the house. Like, I was like at the dining, um, sitting at the kitchen table, and he's like by the back door. He's next to me, but he's pointing towards like the back door. He's like, Look, he's like, Mom, it's the monster. He's like, Mommy, look, the monster is right there. And I'm like, Where? He's like, Right wow. there. And I'm like, Okay. Then he stopped saying monster and started saying ghost, which is even weirder. Because where are you hearing that from? Where are you hearing ghost from? Yeah. Why would you say that? You know what I mean? It was yeah. super weird. It's a ghost? No, it's not. You just said That's that because I said it. Try wow. it. <laughs> Um, but he, uh, Bye. he said one day that there's a ghost and said, okay, take me to it. Where is it at? I said, take me to it. Where is it at? And he took me straight to his closet. Wow. So whatever it is, something in his room it's the reason why he wakes up at a certain time each night comes in. He does not want to be in his room. And it's always like around 3 a.m. Which is on uh, that he will leave his room
0: wait it's at that house where you at now Mm Mm-hmm. he leaves at 3 a.m
1: yeah it's gotten better but faithfully when we first got here every night at three we always put them both in their own bed put them in their bed he would
0: that's crazy he wouldn't even know the time
1: exactly and it's like clockwork and i at first i wasn't too much paying attention to it and then it was like this certain like week i said what times is this and it's between two thirty and three thirty a.m. Wow! Sometimes between three and four a.m. He and he's just up.
0: terrified. He's just scared and runs to the bed.
1: There's so usually he just comes in and he just comes and finds me and lays on me and comes and goes to sleep. There's been I want to say exactly three times that it was like a true night terror where like he was like shaking and crying like hysterically and i the first time it happened it was just me here by myself warren was in ohio because myisha had just so the first time it was literally just me here by myself and the kids and it's like same thing like two three in the morning and he is just crying and i mean like bloody murder tears i called my mom Because I was so scared I did not know what was going on Why he was so scared But I I felt it Because I remembered certain things That I was seeing here as a kid And I remember how scared I would be And I felt that connection Like it was the same type of terror But And he's a fearless kid So seeing him scared Is like whoa you're scared? He's not scared of anything Put him in front of two pit bulls He's gonna play with them You know so That was um yes
0: i wonder if you guys like would consider maybe putting a camera or something there or you know maybe something to see what could be scaring them like that would be pretty interesting
1: i've thought about it i really have but i don't think um like i said my heart is telling me and my my intuition is honestly telling me that what he's seeing isn't there to actually scare him Just like how I used to get scared as a kid But it wasn't anything scary It was family that I had never met That wanted to meet me, apparently Or, you know, something like Once I got older and realized It wasn't quite scary um, yeah, a old a old white man owned this house And he died, so it could be him Like happy that a family lives oh, in the house oh. Yeah, yeah The man who originally owned this home Died, and our original landlords He gifted him this home The house next door and two other houses on this block. They were already all paid off. Wow. But when he passed away. He passed them on to our old our old landlord. And so. Oh. But I don't get anything evil. Here. Like nothing. Nothing here makes. And maybe I feel like I'm just way too protected. We're way too protected. I mean my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law's ashes are there. So if anything wants any smoke. They got to go through both of them for. You know what I mean they gotta go through a lot of people Before they get to me so I don't Really um get scared Like that
0: what's your whole thoughts About like ashes being around Cause I, I have Rayshawn's ashes And a part of Granny's But what do you Think is the significance of having ashes Around do you think the spirits stay around The ashes
1: They leave and come back They do what they, do what they want But yeah that's really that is their spirit. That's the closest thing that You or I will ever have to their spirit
0: Now the next part of the interview I did tell my cousin about my Experience at Heritage Square Which I went to go support Holly Weird Paranormal uh, LA Not So Confidential And uh, LA Meekly Podcast So I went to go see a live podcast And we had a few tours Of some of the houses on the property Um So I told my cousin, yeah, like the first house we saw, it wasn't so bad. And I did meet up with another content creator, Spooky Foodie. I'm sure you guys might have heard of her if you're in the LA area. Well, she pulls out a ghost app on her phone and it says disrespect and gun on the phone. And I'm freaking out because, you know, I've never really been close to someone with a ghost app. I mean, you know me, I tell scary stories, I don't really... Go actually to the places, and I don't do, I've never done a paranormal investigation. And we have been in talks of doing one at the Inglewood Park Cemetery, which I do want to have an episode on that pretty soon. But, um, yeah, I told my cousin I've never seen a ghost before, I've never seen a spirit. And the second house that we got to tour, and now that I'm thinking about this, I might have talked about this on my last episode. But the second house we toured, it was the octagon house. I think it's called the octagon. It was either the octagon or the hexagon. You know, it was like one of those shapes or whatever. But it was the house on the property. And I had a horrible feeling in there. I just wanted to get up out of there. You know, as soon as I walked in, I felt the freaking goosebumps. I just felt a cold shiver. And you know when you're about to give, like, a public speech and you have that fucking feeling, that anxious, that that anxiety, and, you know, that gut feeling. Like, it almost felt like that feeling if I had to say, if I had to say, like, what I felt. It almost felt like I was about to give a public speech. Like, I just felt super anxious. I felt uncomfortable. And, and it's weird because I still felt it even walking out the house. Even though the energy wasn't there anymore, I still felt an uncomfortable vibe. And, um, you know, once I saw my boy Steven, you know, he was waiting on me in the car. I felt a lot better, you know, driving away from the area. But that was the closest I ever came to just having a weird feeling because I was in an actual haunted house. And... Recalling that feeling, I mean, I think I've talked about it on another episode before or maybe it was one of my reels. But uh I'm just going to make this short. I used to go to Los Alamitos Joint Forces Training Base and they have a haunted theater called the Liberty Theater. And we used to have something called Death by PowerPoint in there. So I know all of you who are in the military or who have been in the military, you know what the hell death by powerpoint means that's not breaking neck for fucking hours on end watching powerpoint presentations by people who don't even want to give them so it makes it even worse so imagine that and you're in a haunted fucking theater and this place is fucking cold i mean you could feel it through your fucking spine so that was probably another haunted place a place I know for sure was haunted because it's a whole case with that place. But yeah, this second house that I went to, the octagon or hexagon house and <laughs> oh man, I'm being lazy. I could totally research it. But um yeah, this house was the worst I've ever felt inside of a house. And we were only in there for maybe 5 minutes. Maybe maybe 10 minutes max. And I tell my cousin that I've never seen anything now if I have seen anything I probably didn't notice but I have had many dreams where I would see my grandmother I would see my uncle I would see my mom you know people that's passed away in my life they would come visit me in my dreams but of course I always question whether it really was a real visit or was it just in my head and of course, everybody usually thinks it's a real visit. So, yeah, that's most of my experiences was through dreams.
1: I can't believe you never seen like like you never, you never went with us to Stockton to that house.
0: No, not that I recall. I mean, I never, I never seen a ghost. I've just had weird. I think the most I've had was just dreams. Like weird dreams like i've I've never encountered anything crazy as much as i've been like looking into paranormal stuff and i might be doing investigation soon i've never seen nothing
1: right and you know what even tara she said it didn't start for her till she was 17.
0: yeah like you never know when when, when it can hit you i mean that was like what a year after our mom passed
1: exactly so. it was like right after She's you know, over
0: the weird thing is when Ray Sean passed I had no dreams I had nothing now when I say this this is meaning that I didn't have dreams right after he passed away I didn't have any dreams right after he passed which is pretty weird considering almost everybody else that passed away I had dreams like not very long after. I mean, when my Uncle Sean passed, it was like he was gone for real. Like I was expecting as, as close as me and my Uncle Rayshon was. I was expecting something sooner if he was to do a real visit. But um, one thing I would say about my Uncle Rayshon, he loved Hollywood. I mean, you can catch him on Vine in Hollywood almost every day. He loved walking around. He loved Amibi music. He loved the library over there. I mean, he loved all the simple things. Just going to Starbucks at Barnes and Noble. I mean, if if anything, I might catch his spirit over there because that's where he really loved being. His whole entire life he lived in Hollywood. That was that was his sanctuary. You know, I don't think he'd be very interested in being in Inglewood in an apartment. So uh, that could explain why I haven't seen him sooner, but a few months after, I would start to see him in my dreams very randomly. I mean, I told Prashel that I had a dream about him just a few weeks ago. Like, I had a dream the other week that he was, like, alive or something in my dream. But, Mm. you know, usually right after they pass away, I I was having the dreams not long after. And I didn't have nothing for him for a while.
1: But you just had a dream and in your dream He was still alive Yeah in, like
0: that's most of my dreams Like, like, like it that's would be him, like they never that's passed him away coming,
1: That's him coming through That's his spirit letting you know what, From what I believe And from the slight research that I've done And me being obsessed <laughs> um, That's literally him Coming to you being alive The way that you want to remember me like that's literally what that is if you're having a dream about him that's not for no reason it's not for no reason so that's him telling you like yes i'm here i'm in your dreams like and i feel like spirits. they're very like in your face loud i'm in your dreams i'm in your thought process you can hear me you know you do certain things you can hear me you know like there's certain like family members i'll do something and i can hear them in my ear in my head telling me i used to say every time i was about to make a wrong decision i would see princeton and i swore and not like and not like i would literally see him it was more so like i would feel his presence i would feel like like he was there watching me like you better not you know and half the time i would still make the bad decision the other half the time you know i'd stop
0: yeah so the next part of the conversation i would go on to tell My cousin Prashel that my grandmother Mildred would experience paranormal stuff. I mean, right after my mom passed away, my grandmother would tell me that she was standing on the porch and she would hear a whisper in her ear saying, I'm all right, mom, or something. It It was something along that lines. I can't remember the exact wording, but it was something along the lines of, I'm all right, don't worry about me and my grandmother had some stuff. I mean, she didn't really speak out about it much, but um, I mean, you guys heard season eight episode one. I talked about my grandmother's apartment where my uncle stayed in her son. I mean, they have had to have had some sort of paranormal connection. I did a reel not too long ago on my Instagram slash TikTok. And again, if you don't follow, it's at the ScareCast. And I talked about how people can see their loved ones right before they pass away. I'm not going to make a whole episode dedicated right to it. I mean, maybe I will. Who knows? But just to give you a quick spill on that, my grandmother saw her mom and her sister right before she passed away that was for my auntie that was pershell's mom sitting at my grandmother's bedside my grandmother told her that she could see them and mind you my grandmother was super religious i mean she read the bible all the time so she did believe in these sorts of things that these spirits you know they come visit you like like angels sort of like angels And that's what made her feel more at peace with passing away because she felt that there was something on the other side waiting for her. So all of those experiences made me feel like my grandmother had this sort of intuition. And I know for sure, I know for sure that my mom had it. My sister would always tell me that my mom would call her, telling her that she saw certain family members in her dreams and most of the time, these family members would pass away not long after it happened. So, she knew that my mom had something too. And it seems to be pretty recurring in most of the women in my family. I myself, admittedly, have not had any sort of intuition. Besides just strange dreams where I'm visited by my loved ones. And who knows, I might be speaking it into existence. Who knows, I'm gonna have a dream tonight, maybe we'll see what happens you you'll know on the next episode
1: so and after this i have another thing to tell you too um that i never told you before okay um my mom the night that princeton passed uh she went to the bathroom because we, we had just called red and his mom and told them to come get us so we could go out and look for him because he hadn't been home in hours and i heard her in the bathroom talking to herself and I, I didn't, I couldn't quite make out what she was saying, but I just remember vividly that she was talking to herself and she was like on the phone, like after those next couple of days after it was all said and done and even like outside of being on the phone, people would be coming to the house, you know, checking on her, checking on us because he had just passed and she said that a demon came to her the night that he passed and asked her, he, she says to this day, he said, do you love your baby? And then she said yes. And then said, You sure? Do you or no, the first thing it said is, Do you love your son? And then she said, Yes, of course I love my baby. And then it asked her, You sure? And she said, Yeah, that's my baby. And she said it went away laughing. But I remember her talking to herself and it seemed like she was talking to another person, but she was talking to herself. So I think it's weird that like me hearing that and then hearing her say it later and putting the two together like i can for sure say that that's true like my mom says that a demon came to her or whatever type of spirit came to her and asked her if she loved her son on the night of his passing probably right after he passed i full-fledged believe it because i definitely vividly remember my mother talking to herself in the bathroom wow
0: she already knew about princeton at that time no
1: No, that was before we found out that was before we got the call
0: so it had already been hours when he he had passed and you guys didn't know until hours later
1: yeah probably I I i remember hearing the gunshots
0: oh wow
1: and we thought that it was fireworks
0: oh my i remember waking up that night this is—I don't even know what time it was. It might have been like 1 a.m. or something, or 12 a.m. I don't remember. Everybody was still up though. I—I I mean, Granny would make us go to sleep like seven o'clock, and I woke up and I just heard Rayshawn bawling out. He was like just saying why, like like like, why would why would this happen, you know? And everybody was fucking crying. Like I didn't know what the fuck happened. I don't think I knew what happened. I don't even know if I was told that night. It might have been the next morning I found out. But it was it was hor it was a horrible scene to wake up to Right. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man.
1: Yeah, I'll never forget that night. I guess Sway, but stay on the same topic. Um You don't I don't think I ever told you what happened the night your mom passed? I never told you. What happened? What happened to me on the night that your mom passed? Or the night... It wasn't the night that she passed. It was the night that we all found out that your mom had passed. It was when we found out. Yeah. Um, and my mom was still working Kaiser Sunset in L.A., but we lived in Santa Clarita. And my mom didn't use to carry a cell phone back then and my dad was at work he was managing at this gas station and he had to work the night shift and so i was at home by myself that evening and i didn't know where my mom was she didn't have a cell phone i could not contact her and my dad had his cell phone on him and he was at work i was able to call him but i was just at home by myself so I was a scaredy cat so I had every light on in the house every single light on in the house I had the TV on I was in my parents room with their big screen TV and I'll never forget I was watching Spongebob and I was watching it loud <laughs> and um, I'm watching the show I'm laying on their bed and literally the lights just went on and off on and off I had their door I had both sides of their door open they had the double doors to their master bedroom that both the sides of the doors open every light on and so I could see the light in the hallway going on and off the lights in the bathroom were going on and off the lights in my parents room were going on and off and my initial thought was oh a power outage or something which would have scared me even more um, but it kept going on and so I was like freaked out but then the TV had just went blank and you know how it goes to like the snow like the black and white dots the snow on the tv it was the white noise and then it had like the different colors and i will never forget the deepest most demonic fucking laugh i have ever heard in my life it has never left my head it has never left my spirit my soul like that shit was evil bro whatever it was whatever is tied into that night is pure evil and I will never forget that shit. And I was screaming, I put my head under the covers and I was screaming, and I was trying to close my ears. And even though I was closing my ears and I was screaming and tuning it out, whatever it was was trying to talk to me through the TV, bro. And it was a deep, demonic voice. Now, was it the same voice that came to my mom on the night that Princeton passed? I don't know, but I do know that it was deep and it was demonic and it was sad. And I remember just screaming, and I remember calling my dad, and I'm crying and screaming on the phone. And he's, what? He's like, "Presho, I have to come home from work. I'm gonna beat your ass. Why are you? You know, he's mad. Nice. He's like, stop tripping. Why are you scared? And just turn the lights on. I'm like, they are on. And I was like, I'm just scared. Mom's not home. Blah blah blah. I was like, please just come home. And like, he's not listening to me because he has to make some money. You know what I mean? Like, he is at work. He's got to get to this money. I have a shift. I'm a manager. I cannot just leave. You know. Yeah my mom was not home and it's already like dark outside it's not like this is daylight no it's dark outside that's why hence why i had every light on in the house yeah uh, i just remember my dad said he wasn't coming home so i had to i remember the tv went back to normal like nothing happened spongebob was back on like nothing happened like 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 that voice never came out the tv the lights all came back on and um, just the laugh. It was an outro of the laugh. Like, I real like, I will never forget it. And then the TV went back to regular, and the lights came on. And I called my dad, and he would not come home. And I just remember locking their door to their room, keeping the lights on. And I was just scared, and I was just praying. And probably, like, sorry about that, probably, like, an hour after that, my mom got home. And I didn't even hear her come in the door downstairs. Like I didn't even hear her come through the front door. I just remember somebody at the door at my parents door and I got scared all over again. My mom was like, unlock the door, shit. And she was like upset at me. So I had the door locked and I was scared and I thought she was just mad at me. And so I opened the door, I was like, mom, I was so scared, blah, blah, I was telling her what happened and she just kind of told me, she was like, well, she said, I just found out your auntie Raquel passed. And I was just like, oh my God. And I just got scared i just got so sad and started crying you know i had drew a picture of your mom i used to love to draw i drew a picture of your mom but my parents yeah. lost it years ago
0: you you see that art in the back right
1: that
0: yeah yeah oh, i remember it? yeah i said yeah it's for sean yeah oh yeah you seen it okay
1: i remember when you got it
0: yeah i was keeping in my um my background usually <laughs> when i'm doing these videos and stuff it's like a little way to keep them you know like remembered
1: <laughs>
0: i don't know that's one thing i like always think about with rayshon like i just hate i just hate the feeling of him just being like left in dust her him and granny and mom like there's no really real remnants of them left be you know besides our memories of them and like that, I don't know. I just hate the fact that it feels like they're forgotten in the past if we go, you know, like, yeah, to be honest, that's one of the that's one of the reasons I like to tell my family stories through this medium. I mean, I have all these followers on my podcast and I have all these stories that, you know, they will be forgotten once me and for show have once it's time for us to go. You know, unless, you know, I don't know if I'm going to have kids anytime soon, but uh, unless my kids keep it going, you know, thank God I'm able to keep it alive through all the thousands of people that listen to this podcast episode. So, um, yeah, it's important, you know, to keep these stories alive because otherwise my uncle Rayshon, my grandmother Mildred, my mom Raquel, they will be more forgotten in the past if i didn't talk about them if i didn't show their images in my reels you know they didn't have social media like that i mean they didn't have that many people they were connected to at least that are not alive still so um it's super important and it's a motivator for me to you know keep them alive keep them remembered and That's one of my ultimate fears is just being forgotten in the past And that's why, you know, I'm so adamant about keeping this podcast going because Honestly, this new format where I'm actually talking to people, getting their stories It's helping me expand other people's stories too You know, it's helping me amplify the voices of those who otherwise wouldn't be heard by many people So, um you know, it's a pleasure again. I um, hope you enjoy this super long episode. Actually, this will be the longest episode I've ever aired on the Scarecast. So hopefully you sat through it or, you know, had a good drive to it or maybe fell asleep to it. Who knows? But um, I hope you enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure. I always wanted to do this interview with my cousin Priscilla because I knew she had good stories. And I knew she was going to bring good stories out of me. I mean, this episode even has me talking off script. Usually I read off a script. So hopefully this can spark me into doing more off the script talking. But uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a like and review on your respective podcast player. Make sure you follow me at. Scarecast on Instagram and TikTok. And if you just don't happen to have social media but you have a story to submit, please email me at Mike at the Scarecast.com. Of course, all of the information will be available in the description of this episode. And as always, be safe and until next time. Hey, Promise. Yo! Promise.
1: He's worried about his dinosaur right now. I'm not fixing it fast enough for him. <laughs> Wait for dinosaurs. Dino. Yo, My- what up, Promise? <laughs> promise. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Hi. Dad. Hey. No.